Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. All right, Vessos, here we go. Buckle up, everyone. We're going to go all in with all the beans. She's a comedy whirlwind who'll turn your head and a literary whiz who'll turn your pages. But... We don't know if we should say the title of her latest book. It's out now and it's hilarious. And as for that naughty title, well, you may just have to excuse her, Dawn French. Thank you. How are you, Dawn? Welcome, welcome. You have to excuse me. Is that it? Excuse your French. Oh, I I see what you did there. Sorry, so sorry. So if you just have a listen to this, this will explain all, Dawn. Warning. This interview contains language that those of a sensitive nature may find a little close to the knuckle. If you're of a sensitive nature, please proceed with caution. Now, that's all we have to do to say the title of your book. Okay. And now I must point out that I said earlier on that Ofcom have given us special dispensation. They absolutely haven't, apparently. <laughs> okay, so that was a lie. So that was a lie. Yeah, okay. Um, but apparently we can say the title of your book because it's the title of your book. And also, you, uh, refer- you are using the word as reference to being an I'm idiot. I'm denigrating myself. Exactly. I am. So, am I allowed to say it then? Dawn French has a brand new book out, <laughs> A Life of Mistakes, No Regrets, the title of which is... The Twat Files. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you it go. Is because it's just a series of when I've been in Egypt. Yeah, and it's brilliant. <laughs> and it's... I tell you, when I started to write it, I thought, oh, this is a few little stories. And then they came at me like a tsunami. <laughs> the minute I started to remember, I thought, oh, it's one after another after another. And they're so funny and so poignant. And some are really emotional. The whole French and Saunders and Anastasia, which yeah. starts off, you think, this is going to be hilarious. You think, oh, this yeah. is how it all ended. Yeah. This is it your is, George although, Harrison moment. Do you know, to this day, I still haven't quite worked it out. And Fatty Saunders certainly hasn't worked it out and thinks I was an idiot. But it was just a day. I think I probably was at a tipping point. Right, let's, let's put a pin in that one. Yes. And we'll get to that All right, in the end. Okay. I want to go straight in with the king and I, or the king and you. <laughs> yes. Come on, off you go. His Royal Highness. This is so. Uh, yeah, he was, wasn't the king then, he but was, he's our he, king now. He was heading towards the throne. Yeah, circling so towards the I throne. I was in um, one of the Narnia films, and I played Mrs. Beaver opposite Ray Winston playing Mr. Beaver, and we went to the royal, um, what do you call it, the premiere, and um, I was quite excited about meeting Charlie because you know I've got a bit of a fancy for him. Anyway. Um, it's the sort of thing I'd like to ruffle his hair on a Sunday morning, you know, that kind of fancy. <laughs> anyway, uh, he was coming down the line greeting everybody and um, he started it, I have to say. He started it because he had been to see A Midsummer Night's Dream that <laughs> I was in. Blame him. No, I'm blaming him fully, <laughs> fully on the royal head. I'm blaming him. 
And he said to me, well, the last time I saw you, I saw your bottom, referring to the character Bottom in Midsummer Night's Dream that I played. And I thought, right, we're off. And I said, and tonight, sir, you will see my beaver. <laughs> and then I did lots of over laughing. Uh, and he very quickly moved on. You know, it was like it, I, there was the line and then French had gone over the line. And I was so busy gulping. And I heard Ray Winston, of all people, kind of make that noise like, oh, that noise next to me. I didn't think Ray Winston could make that noise. I know. And Ray Winston wouldn't normally, but even he knew that I was about to be beheaded. Yeah. And, and as, as Prince Charles, as he then was, moved down the line quickly, I was looking at him just regretting everything. And I heard a noise in my ear. It was going, Dawn, Dawn, like that. And I went, yes, 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 what? And it was her, it was Camilla. And I went, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just telling him about my beaver. No, sorry, no, sorry. I just, sorry, I just, you know, everything just went wrong. Everything went wrong. But that's me. See a royal and I just put my foot in it. What I love about the fact that, the, the whole story is that you were really pleased. You thought, I've got a great line here. This is funny. It's going to be funny. And you couldn't help yourself. Not only could you not help yourself, you weren't even hard about anything. This is killer. He's going to love this. Because <laughs> we know Charlie's got a sense of humour. He's all right, Charlie, and all this yes. kind of stuff. And, he's, uh, and then you came out you said, no, why I did know. I say that? Why it's it when you, it's the faux pas, isn't it? When you're tell, your inner voice is saying, don't say it. Yeah. Don't say it. Yeah. But there's something in me, there's something of Naughty the school dog. child. Well, this is the thing about writing, isn't it? Because a lot is. of people who come on, well, they come on the show for, they'll come on for like 10, 20 minutes, but they won't come on for like half an hour or an hour. And I say to them, by the way, thanks for coming on, but why wouldn't you stay any longer? It's because I'm a writer. And what we do is we, we we write things and we write all the all the all the potential cancelling out of what we're writing. So we're smart without the risk. Yeah, I and see. this is the thing about this difference between writing a sketch. Yes. and 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 no no delivering a sketch that's been written and rehearsed. Yes. and being in the writers. room. You were in the writers room. I'm in the writers. Unfortunately, I, my head is the writers room with Prince Charles. I know, <laughs> I know. But I should have been in the editing suite. No, but at I that mean, point, and I really wasn't. But the book is full of these stories, and it's gorgeous. All right, where do you want to get? Next, Johnny Depp or Dustin Hoffman? You pick. <laughs> oh Lord! Go well, for Hoffman first. Well, Dustin Hoffman came yeah. to see a play that I was in with Jennifer, and yeah. it was uh, honestly this. It isn't even that funny. It's just surreal. I think people like Dustin Hoffman, big stars. When they come to see you afterwards, they feel like they know that they're important to yeah. you, so they sort of bless you. Um, anyway, he came into the room and he's you know an actor of substance he knows how to make an entrance and he came round the corner and he kind of stood firmly pointed at me and what happened next was extremely surreal because he just I'd you know been on stage for the last two hours and he pointed at me and he just went went actress 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 but 30 or 40 times as he advanced upon me right I honestly didn't know what to do with my face so I just, I just was started to giggle too much and then gurn, gurn a lot at him. And then he moved on and he was talking to... In fact, Richard Curtis was there on the same night, <coughs> talking to Richard. And when he got to Richard, he said, what are you up to? And Richard said he was writing the second series of Vicar of Dibley, to which Dustin Hoffman said, uh, she plays a priest, pointing at me, I'll direct that. Oh, my Lord, Dustin Hoffman <laughs> is offering to direct the Vicar of Dibley. 
Wembley. What is going on? You know, like the whole room was just weird. Then he continued up the line and the last person in the line was Len, right, who was standing there. And I was looking at Len. Obviously, I knew him very well. Was married to him for nearly 30 years. And I just thought, oh, Len is panicking because Len is the king of the faux pas. Worse than me, actually. And, and Dustin Hoffman is one of his absolute idols. So I could see he's thinking, I mustn't say the wrong thing. I mustn't say the wrong thing. And what you should know is that Dustin Hoffman is not a tall man. He is not. Dustin Hoffman lives, uh, sleeps in a matchbox. And that is the truth. He's very, very, very tiny. And Len is very, 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 very tall. So as Dustin Hoffman got to Len, Len genuinely took his hand, shook his hand and said, hi, big guy. And honestly, the room, the room just froze. You know, one of those moments where and I ate my chair with my actual bum hole. Oh it was gosh. just so absolutely awful. And then and then Dustin Hoffman went to leave, but he turned at the door in a kind of showman way. And he pointed at me again. I thought, oh, we're off again. And this time he's he's he said, uh, artist. So I'd been promoted, obviously. So artist, 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 another 30 times and then out the door. Yeah. You know, when you just think, what has just happened in this room? So it's a trio of TWATs then. It is. That's what you say. It you is. We're all, we yeah. all were. That was the point, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, you, you don't have to be that word on your own. No, although I've tried not to dob too many people in. I've dobbed a few beloveds in in this book. Go on, but dob there some are, more but in there, on the Well, air. you know, no, there are, there are times when I've done jobs where I think you are a major TWAT. Yeah. You are a king. Uh, but I've tried not to uh, dob too many other people yeah. in. Yeah. All right. Um, Johnny Depp. So Johnny <laughs> came and he he agreed to do a comic relief thing with us. Yeah, and um, you know, how does that happen? By the way? Who calls him? Oh, Who, who's Richard got his Curtis number? Richard. does, or somebody does. No. You know, I might and, write a film for you if you agree to be in a comic relief. Oh, sketch. I don't even know if it's that. I just think he knows that he's. Um, Anglophile, is that the right word? Yeah. He loves British comedy. Yeah. He loves Paul Whitehouse and all that yeah. lot, you know. And so I think Richard knew there was a little tiny door open. Um, so I asked him if he would come and be in the Vicar of Dibley and he agreed to it. But we went to his set. He was shooting, what was that film? Where it's, um, Pirates of the Caribbean? No, no. He's on horseback. It's like ghostly in the woods. Anyway, uh, scissor hands, not scissor. No, hands. no. Um, it's, uh, um, uh, well, we'll think yeah. of it in a minute. Anyway, he was doing that, so we Interview went. with a vampire. No, was he's like Tom he's Toe on horseback and there's headless people and stuff. Unless this is just my dreams, this could be my erotic <laughs> dreams. Could be. Is he on horseback? Has he got a top on? No. So it's Johnny. So Johnny Depp. Anyway, Johnny Depp's in yeah. his caravan, yeah. and he's agreed that he will be part of the joke that I'm having a party at the vicarage. Right. So I'm in character, but it is Johnny Depp. You know, and there is something of, of me, Dawn. I mean, I've, I've got some confidence, thank you, Dad, who gave me confidence when I was young, where I don't believe that I'm someone who can be sort of discounted. Yeah. So I'm busy thinking that I, you know, I could possibly get off with Johnny Depp. I don't know. Something <laughs> in my head is thinking, well, I'm meeting him, and in order to marry him, you have to meet them. And this is that moment, isn't it? This is the moment where he meets me, we look at each other, we kind of tip into love immediately, tip into bed maybe later I don't know you know and I was thinking all of that but I'm still I'm in my vigor quantum leap and I've got you know anyway I, I knocked on the door yes. um, and he opened the door and this is before we started shooting right and I was all sort of primped and ready for what was going to happen which was a future of erotic yes 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 with Johnny Depp <laughs> and uh, what I saw what I saw reflected in his eyes was that he was paying me respect 
<laughs> like a sort of matronly person he looked up to and had a benign, vague interest in. That that was all I saw and I thought, oh, oh, this is, I need to sort of rein it in. I need to put other knickers on. <laughs> you know, I just need to clamp up and stop it. Stop it. Stop being a bit moist around Johnny Depp. There's a lot of snogging uh, chat in the book. I mean, it starts off with snogging, doesn't it? Yeah. When you were younger. I, I know, I just can't, I you, can't It's stop. your favourite thing in the world, isn't it? Snogging? Oh, God, isn't it yours? Well, no. Am you I talk, alone with you this? Talk about, you talk about the, the five sweets in bed thing, which is hilarious. That's and still happening, Chris. You, you've ne- I know, I know, it's in the book. <laughs> you, you've never been knownly not joyous with a curly whirly in your hand. Yeah. Like a wand almost, a yeah. wand of joy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happiness is. All I know is that I've never not been happy when I've got a curly whirly. Right. That's all I'm saying. I say, okay, so curly whirly... Yes. Five sweets in bed <laughs> after in, brushing teeth, without exception. Yeah, but look at my very day. small teeth. I know, and Ray's gums are far that. too small now. Um, or snogging. Oh, you're giving me a choice. You can only pick. No, no, there's no world there's no there. Choice. That's the case. Okay, all of the things can happen at once, and in fact, they all lead because you know the endorphins, <laughs> the toffees, the sugar, all leads to joy, and that leads to snogging. Right. I can't. You know, snogging is our gift, isn't it? From it's, it's just a complete pleasure point. Does any any other species snog? I mean, they do. They cuddle, don't they? They're yeah, and they rub of... noses and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm not sure they do. That's a good question. I'd yeah, like I to know think... the answer to that. I think we're the only species who have to be taught to swim, and we're the only species who voluntarily snog. Yeah, a lot. Oh in God, Dawn's but it's case. heaven, isn't it? I, I, <laughs> have, I have decided snogs? not to have boyfriends who can't. Yeah, because there are some boys that do. I Just don't can't know. snog. Do sucking or weird oh, blowing or weird for? stuff. They do, and they haven't got the lips. I have trained a few, I have to say. When I was younger, I thought, I really like you so much. I'm going to have to take control of this. I'm going to have to say, this is how you do it. All right. Where do you want to go next? I mean, we've t- we did tell the panto story earlier on, but I mean... Oh, did you? It's oh, the best, how embarrassing it's, it's, It might be the best story in the book, but then again, it's not a competition. The book is full of these amazing stories. Some really poignant. Not, yes. Not very many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, just... you know, there is a kind of, there is an undertow to this. The whole point is to own your mistakes. That is the point of it. I'm just not anymore. I'm, I'm 66 now. I'm not going to have shame about mistakes. And it's a bit like, you know, it's like light into darkness. If you shine a light on something, it just, darkness disappears. And you own something. You step into it and you can have a good laugh. And, you know, mistakes are there to teach us stuff, aren't they? Yeah, tell us about the uh, James Bond invite. Oh, oh God! <laughs> it's like your story. I know, but I'm drip with humiliation about all of them. It's but quite it hard funny. for me to go through all of them immediately. No, but like this, book about them, and I go, "Well, <clears> you go, oh God, not that one." <laughs> well, uh, well, is, I well, suppose I mean, that's the point of the book. Isn't that is it? the point. And don't you love it if your mates tell you all their mistakes? Yeah, and you and tell but also them. I love your book because I think I'm going to I'm going to own some of mine because we've all got. Yeah, we have. Well, they do say, don't they? If you don't make a mistake every day, you're not trying hard enough. Well, that is true. You know. They also, I also found out that gems. Stones are at their best um, <laughs> value when they have impurities and structural defects. Who Chris. told you that? No, I read it. I read it and I thought, that's absolutely right. That's what we are. Yeah, no, you know, if you've true. got the structural defects, own them and enjoy them and retell them, embellish them and all the rest of it. Right, come on, t- tell us. So, allude so, a bit to James Bond. I'm not mind. very good at red carpet moments. I'm not, I don't like getting a new dress and hairdo and, and I don't do it at all. I, I say no to all of it. And I'm very lucky I've got a PA who filters all this stuff for me. So that is, I'm very grateful for that. That's lovely Sue. Let's give her a little nod. And that's her actual name, isn't it? Uh, That's her actual name. First name, lovely. Surname, Sue. Mm -hmm. 
and she kind of is a firewall between me and all this sort of stuff. So I don't get, you know, I, anyway, I don't go to these things. And I did get an invite to a James Bond premiere of No Time to Die. And um, you remember it had been put off twice because of COVID. So this was like a big ticket. Mega. And um, even that, I just thought, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go to it. So I knew that Sue would send a polite no, because yes. she knows that's what I would do. So I sent a reply to Sue that I thought would make Sue laugh. I can't use the language on the radio. <laughs> can, can, I just, can I paraphrase it? Yes. OK, so this is actually what Dawn <laughs> sent to lovely Sue. This will be another big F-off red carpet nightmare with all the usual utter... Can't say that... Really can't say the next word in attendance. I'd rather have my eyes pecked out by diseased pigeons. I'd rather have my... Can't say the next word. Munched off by rabid wild dogs. Frankly, so hyphen a polite no from me. Thank you. Yeah, so I sent that to Sue. I thought... So a couple of seconds later, I get a response directly from the people at the James Bond film saying, thank you for your speedy response. We totally understand. I, I had sent it directly to them. This is what happens, isn't it? Yeah, I shouldn't go anywhere near an email or any tech at all because I'm crap with it. Well, they do say you should write your email responses in notes. So therefore, that cannot happen. Okay, you're imagining I know what notes are. Well, I've just, you know notes on your phone. Yeah, well, just just scroll down and revise it. Before By the way, you can... I can sense in that reply from the Bond people that they they almost <laughs> wanted to put in brackets and we agree we with agree. you. Exactly, <laughs> capitulate. <laughs> you're right. We wish we didn't have to go too. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't go. I did not go. Unlike the Elton John party, which you and Lenny did attend. Yes. Um, but I don't want to tell you about that because I don't <laughs> want people going looking for the photo All right, of okay. It. All right. So, but it's in your book. It is in my book. It is in my book. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm happy for millions of people <laughs> to buy my book and read about but it. But you have to remember, I also perform this book yes. on stage. Uh, although I did, but I've I now had to... Um, I'd ha- I've had to reschedule some dates. I'll tell you what, we can... I, can, I, I know, because of your thing, uh, which we'll talk about Which in thing? Um, you just said, because of my thing, that's going to leave your listeners hanging. To be honest, I've already talked about it. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. You've already said, oh. Yeah, yeah, because you were due on tomorrow, and the fact you're that's on the same right. day as Richard is perfectly yeah, coincidental. Yes, so thank you, everyone. It's gorgeous. That. No, God, you... Dawn, you can come in tomorrow, every day, I am announced, a... unannounced, three hours, three minutes, thank three you. seconds. Thank you. Forever. Thank you. Because you're very good for our ratings. <laughs> OK, that's nice. It's got to be said. I don't know if I feel the affection of that, of the genuine love. No, there isn't any. You're very it's good for business. our rating. It's purely that business. The love I hope <laughs> no, to get. No, it's purely transactional. OK, thanks. Just being honest. Okay. Uh, no, not at all. You know I love you. So what we can say about the Elton John thing, without yeah. going into it too much, we can, what I want to say is you have... Um, you, we have a mutual abhorrence for fancy dress parties. Yes, oh, which is bad. interesting coming from you because, sort of, as an actress, that's sort of what you do for a it. It is, but that's part of the reason is that that sort of work, and um, I, I don't know how to get it right. I'm not in the sophisticated gang of the glamorous party goers who know how to wear wear something that's masquerade. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or glamorous and a little bit funny but comfortable. Well, the thing is, because they're all in, aren't they? They yeah, go they all in. You've got to go all in. Or on they this. have designers that yeah, do things for them. But I don't. I have to call my mum or my friend no, to make something. No, but even if they don't have designers, because not yes. everybody does, they will call their mum all in. They'll call. Their, they'll be all in on all of it yeah, to whatever true. their resources are. Yeah. You're just reluctant. Yeah, reluctant. There's resistance, reluctance. I know, I know. Don't go. Stay at home. I know. Watch Netflix. But doesn't that mean you miss out on some Reconsider of the... Reconsider French of and the... Saunders get together. <laughs> just don't go to these... No, it doesn't at all. I, I, I don't go, Chris. Because, I don't no, go. No, I know you don't, nor do I. And I, I don't like don't them. Don't miss it. I've been invited to the poshest do 
ever in December. I'm just not going. What is that? I'm not going to say ever? it. It's pro, it's pro, it's like it's like one of the ones in your book. It's, it's, oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm not going. My my friend said, why aren't you going? I said. I can't think of anything worse. Well, here's the thing is, these are where I make the big mistakes as well. So why don't I just stay away and not eat well, popcorn and go book. to the no, cinema? No, hang on, that's why you should go. Well, well, I've done that now. You know, Although I have to say, that's, that, there are so many more. But uh, <laughs> that's for the future. But, you know, I went to the Women of the Year lunch once and the Sarah Ferguson was there. And they did that weird thing to Jennifer and I where they hive you off into a VIP department, which is basically just something behind a red rope. So you like posh cattle you know and then there's the other cattle over there it's just absolutely awful and jennifer and i you know we've got a respect for the royal family of course we have but this is sarah ferguson and a lot of years ago but i was saying to jennifer i'm not i'm not going to do curtsying i'm i'm equal to this person i'm not i'm never going to be doing anything like that and she agreed we're not going to do that cut to the minute that sarah ferguson <laughs> comes down the line you've never seen more grovelly obsequious <laughs> genuflecting than from me something happened in my head well you immediately came in and yes my lady my lady whatever you want absolutely anything good good morning your your mistress your your highness i don't that's what i was doing and i looked at jennifer and thought well god look what's happened to me this isn't gonna happen to you and then cut to her doing it so you leave it sort of dripping with humiliation about your own behavior you don't even know why you've done it you've never felt more uncomfortable in your own skin yes so don't go elton played this party of hers and i i know him we've interviewed him i've been to his house we've had a cup of tea loads of things years and years and years and years and years and then he does this thing for us a few a couple of years ago where he plays in a field in a tent so it's it's a bloke in a tent in a field yes it's elton john he's very good at what he does and it was a really nice field and it was a really posh tent but it's still a bloke in a tent in a field yeah. right um we sell all these tickets, not fifty pairs of tickets for two million quid for his age charity, and it's all great, right? But just because of the sense of the occasion, I say, I go backstage and say, "Do you want to say hello to Elton?" They're going, "Oh, I don't know." And now I know the guy, <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm like, I've got, I've become this other I know. person. I know. I said, well, not if he's busy. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know, and it's then, so ridiculous. Said, oh, he really wants to see you. So already I'm like, oh, what, why did I just say, yeah, of course. And now you're being or, rude. No, no, but just like, I'm in this space that I don't, I don't even want to, I don't even recognise. And then I go and see Elton backstage in the tent in the field. That I rented the tent. I know the bloke who runs the field. I asked Elton to do all this, right? <laughs> yeah. And all I do in front of Elton is I fall to my knees, right? Literally, oh, and I go, oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can I, do, can I just and say? He, and he looks at me aghast, and he doesn't know what to say. And then I put my hands up and say, I'll leave it to it. I'll leave it to it. And I walk out of the tent. And we don't exchange two words. And I, he's never spoken to me since. <laughs> can I just say, the reason he hasn't is because you're a mammoth twat. Yeah. That was, that was twat behaviour. Totally. Oh, yeah, well done. Well done Thank for you. that. Thank you. Well done for owning I'm it. in. Well done. You're in. You're in the I'm club. In the you're in. He did actually write me a lovely letter afterwards. He didn't make any reference. He thought a letter was probably safer than seeing that lunatic again. Um, where do you want to go next, you two? I just, I've read it. I read it once and then I read it again on Such the radio. It's and, a great book, um, guys. Oh, thank you. The, I mean, I just don't think it's possible to have a funnier situation. How long has this, you know, how long have humans been on the planet? Your panto story might be the funniest <laughs> thing since humans began. I know. But the reason, the reason it's so awful is my 
absolute desire to win that great big troll. <laughs> I wanted it so badly. And I genuinely, I've never won anything before. So I just was so excited. Jennifer tried to save me. She was pulling, tugging at me, telling me to sit down. But I just thought she was being jealous. I thought she wanted, she wanted <laughs> the prize. And I, with such glee, did I run down there. I trotted, I galloped. <laughs> Down and I and I genuinely thought the laughter that was happening was kind of encouraging a champion to the victory line. That's what I took it to be. So the hubris, the ego, <laughs> the, the 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 sheer delight and the need to own that prize is what. Right, we're going to tell you why. Propelled we, me we, to let, the front of the stage. Let's leave that mystery out there. Um, this book is Dawn French. It is the Twat Files. We are allowed to say it because of this. Warning: This interview contains language that those of a sensitive nature may find a little close. To the knuckle. If you're of a sensitive nature, please proceed with caution. And quite seriously, it's because Dawn is referencing this word to mean an absolute idiot. It did, you know, and the, the reason I chose order. that word, Chris, is that my, that, that was a word that was in my family home that yes. was used by my mum. Yes. And I find that word very sweet. You know, yeah. it's a kind of it's a hug with a little slap. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I know, and you do explain the mitigation. You give mitigation in the Yeah, in the start I do. Of the I wouldn't ever want to offend anyone, but to, for, to me, that is not offensive. Yeah, because it's oh, you absolute. Yeah. It's one of those, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it's okay. You take it. You know, there are other words that hurt. Yeah. To me, that word doesn't hurt, but no. I accept that it does to some people. I get people. you. I get you. But we are allowed to say because it's the title of your book, and we've had situations like this before. Yeah. On the and air. also, it means you can give it to that person in your life. Yeah. And with love, you know, and it rhymes with. It rhymes tell, them, with tell them at Christmas that they're one of these. It rhymes with that. The that files. The that files. Um, Dawn French is simply the best. Everyone needs a Dawn French in their life, and thankfully we all have her. I just Aww. love this interview. Says Kate in Wallingford. Aww. It's beautiful, isn't Thank it? Thank you, Neela from Wallingford. I love Dawn so much, and she has, for the first time in two weeks, just made me laugh so hard and feel lightness. She is a gift. Wow. She's also taller than me, which is extraordinary. So if she stands next to me, um, she'll look tall. Um, I'm oh. available most days. Oh, this is a person <laughs> under five feet. Yes. Well done. Laura in West Straighton. I'm so glad you have Dawn French on this morning. I've listened to her new book on Audible, which was a real treat. I spent oh. days travelling to work on the train, chuckling and laughing out loud. I loved it. May in Suffolk. Well... Dawn French is just the most brilliant ray of sunshine for Aww. this morning. Thank you both for some much needed giggles. Denise from Whitton can't stop giggling at Dawn French. You have to listen to her musings on Instagram. They'll brighten the darkest day. Her book is on my list for Christmas. Wayne from Cambridge. The Johnny Depp film was Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. We've got the Lone Ranger here, Johnny Depp. He's also, I didn't even know. No, him, it wasn't that. Although Sleepy he Hollow. was on horseback in that, believe me. Uh, I've, John, I've watched. We're closely. almost on time. I oh. love you. I love you. I love you. I love and I've bones. known you for a long time, Chris. And it's funny watching us both deteriorate at the same time. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and I was at home yesterday, right? And I was reading your book. Everybody else was out. And I was reading your book. And I had the reading light on. And I put it on just just as the sun was setting, about four o'clock, quarter past four. And then last night, on, on Mondays, Noah gets home late. The kids go off to do their club. Tash takes them. And Eli doesn't get home from school till 25 to seven anyway. And it was dark by the time Noah finally came through the front door. And so the whole house was reading your book via this one light. Oh. It was beautiful, oh. beautiful. Um, I thought to myself, I'm so glad I know Dawn French. Oh, Chris. Literally, I'm so... Bless you. I can't believe I know you because 
as a kid, because you are a bit older than me, half a generation older I am, than me. I am. So I used to watch you on telly, and I can't believe I know you now. And I thought last night, I thought, I'm going to double down on all my efforts to stay in the business that I've been fortunate enough to be dealt a hand to be in, because I want to know Dawn a bit longer. Oh, Chris, that is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well, like, you know, we've been in the same air very often. I we've know. done each other favours. You've helped me with certain things, yeah. and I've helped you with certain things. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm privileged to do that. It's a delight. And I woke up one night and you were at the end of my bed and it wasn't a was dream. I? Yeah. At the end of your bed? At the end of your bed? It wasn't my bed. <laughs> OK, OK, yeah, I know, yes, I know who you mean. And I yes. thought, am I dreaming? And I woke up there and I said, I said to our mutual friend, I said, yes. I had a dream last night that Dawn French was sitting on the end of my bed. She didn't know she was. I went, was she? I was, <laughs> I definitely was. Yeah, I was coming in as the cavalry. You really to were. To help out at you that You really point. were. Was, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, Dawn, Let's Dawn. keep living, Chris. Let's keep living. Yeah. Let's. Can we just touch on the Anastasia story? Yes. Uh, because because not right, not at the death, but pretty much towards the end of the book, you do talk about what I thought was going to be this hilarious Anastasia story. Yeah. And it turns to be very poignant. It turns yeah. out to be very poignant. It's not Anastasia's fault, I hasten to add. She was just being a very sweet it's guest on our show. Nobody's fault. No. And very often we've had guests on the show where we impersonate them to their faces. And yeah. that's, a you know, a point of hilarity. Yeah. Um, and I was doing an impression of her and the costume lady had got the costume for me. And I remember saying, she, you know, Anastasia's into this kind of cowgirl look, a bit like Madonna was at the time, but it was kind of cutting edge fashion cowboy. And she went and got me a sort of line dancing fringed shirt look. And I really looked wrong. It was really wrong. And I looked in the mirror and it just wasn't... It was funny for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I felt humiliated. It's an odd thing to feel like. And it like. was your decision. Yes. And I, yes, it's nobody's fault. It was just one of those minutes. And um, we had been very lucky that the top of the pop studio was right there next to us. And they let us go on that stage in front of that audience to do this thing. So I'm looking like a bad Anastasia. She's being Anastasia, being very sweet. Whilst borrowing top of the pops' audience. Yes. Who are looking at me like they don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> and I don't blame them. I didn't know what I was at that moment. And we did the sketch, but I wasn't, I couldn't feel the joy of it at all. And we said goodbye to Anastasia, thank you, goodbye to everyone, goodbye to the crew. Got in the car and I wept all the way home and I thought, that's it, I'm done. And in fact, I think it was because Jen and I had been talking about the fact that, you know, trying to find new characters. When you uh, do doing a sketch show is a young person's game. Yeah. Because you need to be able to look old, look young, whatever. No longer could we. And you we, don't think about it, you just do you it. You just do it. And, I, I, and no longer could we pretend to be teenagers yeah. and get away with with it so in fact the time was coming for us to just metamorphose into yeah. something else and if, and i called it on that day because i felt odd when i got in the car and it was just that sketch that tipped me um and i i can't entirely explain it because it's not about looking ugly I, i'd looked ugly many times didn't mind that but i've been in control of it somehow yeah. and somehow i was out of control and i did not enjoy it and to not enjoy be, being in comedy that's the time to stop yeah or to change it just change it yeah, it was no longer a joke that was written. You felt like the joke really was on you. Yeah, it was just odd. It was just suddenly stepped outside myself and looked wow. at it and did not like it. But to have that that um, sort of mindfulness to to to, to call yourself out yeah. to the extent that oh this really is the end of the yeah, line now. That's the end of that. But you know, Jen is my darling, and I love the bones of her. And oh, she fatty. is oh, you're fatty. <laughs> and we, you know, and we see each other. We do a podcast together. We do all kinds of. We're forever talking about other things. We'll do. Um, but it, you know, that was its moment. That was its moment. Right. I'm going to leave you with this, Dawn, because um, I think you'll like it. 
Anim Faram says, Dawn is the most relatable guest you've ever had on. And then in uppercase, it's not just me. Thank you, Dawn. Oh, bless. Because that's it. Thank you. We're all these, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We're all these. We are all these. And I love people who are these. You know, um, we, because I, I find people trying to be perfect impossible to relate to. All right. This book is um, going live and direct uh, as the crow flies, express train wise, not stopping at any other stations all the way to number one. This is going to be the number one book. In, <laughs> well, I don't think, well, Britney Spears is there. It possibly can be. But I, I, hey, look, I, th- I pretty much say it'll be funnier than her book. Never believe what the publishers tell you. Oh, OK. OK. okay. You, know, you know why they've said that? Why? So you do every interview they ask you to do <laughs> in the world. Well, OK. There's yeah. Neil Redding and there's Neil Reading. <laughs> for Reading C Reading and for Reading C Reading. Yeah, uh, thank you true. so much. Thank you, You're Chris. I love you. Richard Curtis is in a sec. What should we ask him? And I love him. What should, what should we ask him? Oh, oh, ask him who he likes best. Uh, Emma Freud or Dawn French. <laughs> OK. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Love the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. You've got him to thank for all your favourite films and all your favourite charities have him to thank for all their favourite billion pounds. He's now curating a brand new festive show, Christmas Actually, at the Royal Festival Hall next month. Is it raining? I hadn't noticed, because we all love, actually, Richard Curtis. Good morning, Richard. I'm exhausted already after that introduction. <laughs> Dawn French was hilarious. Don't say that. She Otherwise, was so people, funny, <laughs> honestly. Because then yeah, people will think she wrote the Vigor of No, that's what she said. She I came on to say that. Yeah. Apparently you didn't write any of it. You were just there. I know. Just I lucky, know. just in the right place, right time. <laughs> <laughs> So Richard's on She's a twat. About you can't say because it's out of context. What? Got, no, now we're in trouble. You've got to say that's a reference to no, her book. No, re- Dawn French. Please buy a book called The Twat Files. Right, by it's Dawn called French. that. Hang on a right. second. Can we play the? the we, okay, one second. Warning: This interview contains language that those of a sensitive nature may find a little close to the knuckle. If you're of a sensitive nature, please proceed with caution. Do you know what that was, Vassos? Yeah, what was that? Do you know what was, That was desperate. Yeah. <laughs> what? That was yeah, desperate. No, I tell you the irony there, because I'm of quite a sensitive nature. <laughs> and yet I wasn't offended by that word. Don't Funny. get Miriam Margulies on us to sell you, <laughs> sell you wares. Well, look, I'm very sorry about that. We've got off to a bad start. <laughs> Uh, Christmas is actually clearly a play on the title of Love Actually. Can we can we just have the porn scene conversation about Love Actually, please? Oh, oh yes. The fact that we all you knew you knew what you were doing, Curtis. Yeah. We all sit our kids mm-hmm. down every year. We yeah. forget about it. You know, I've got twins at five. I've got an eleven-year-old Eli. 
I've got a 14 year old Noah, I've got a 36 year old Jade, I've got the grandchildren, we have the family Christmas, let's sit down and watch that nice Richard Curtis's film, Love Actually. And we always forget about the porn scenes. Yes, and they're not porn scenes, they're like, they're, they're stand ins <laughs> in a kind of drama. I was imagining something like Basic Instinct right. or a film about Casanova or something like that. And I, I do apologize, I remember having a meeting. <laughs> With the person who ran Universal Pictures, and they told me, you know that the film will make 50 million more if we cut those scenes yeah. because they could have, like, dropped the rating or something like that. Mm. But, you know, I was trying to help Martin Freeman's career, and I, I, I thought uh, they improved it. And I think they probably are a useful part of the sex education of the country. Well, it certainly brings the conversation of a sensitive on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which is the ideal time <laughs> yeah. to have like, It's <laughs> what's have, on everybody's mind. conversation. <laughs> Not like exactly. a, a wet Wednesday in February. No, but look, Christmas it, Eve, right? Yeah. Come no, on, kids. But, no, Forget but, Santa. No, wait, wait, wait here. Christmas, Let's talk about the birds and the Christmas bees. Christmas is all about children and there wouldn't be any children <laughs> unless people had sex with each other. So I'm simply trying to keep Christmas going. <laughs> Forget those stockings. What about these stockings? In Dubai, of course, you know about the famous Dubai edit. No. People go to Dubai to watch Love Actually because those scenes aren't in it in oh, Dubai. Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. Well, I, uh, God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, how many porn scenes in Christmas, actually? None. Yeah. Why not? Because it's like the I definitive... I feel like I'm in the only <laughs> It's the definitive family friendly show oh, he's doing it, it again, really isn't he? is he's doing it again no it really is do you know when i had children who were of a youngish age sometimes we used to be tricked into going to see christmas shows and which how did those a... children come about mr curtis yeah well watch love actually and you'll find out but the thing is you would go and see these christmas shows you'd think they'd be fun and then like they really turned out to be ballet do you know what I mean? You go and see something with an attractive name and it's like a bit of classical music and ballet. And this one is pop music, um, funny poems, um, songs, songs, sing-alongs, surprises for the audience. It's like a, it's like an advent calendar. You sit there and every five minutes something fun's going to happen. Right, so people can... And none of it of a sexual nature. At the moment. <laughs> but they haven't... The final draft isn't quite there. So this is in London on the 7th to the 11th of December. Yeah. It's an amazing show created by this man here, this genius in front of us oh. at the South Bank Centre. Tickets available at southbankcentre.co.uk. Can I say they are? It, it really is a case of while stocks last. I think if anyone does want to go, they should like do it today because right. they're, they're selling fast. Of course they are. Southbankcentre.co.uk. I mean, one begs the question, how come... Why wouldn't you run this for longer? Because people would go and see this for like a month. Well, I do have a little plan, which is that if it works out and if it turns out to be a kind of script that's reproducible, I would love it to be something that lots of theatres could do from year to year and maybe even, once we've cut the porn stuff, maybe even schools could do <laughs> and maybe they could even do in Australia and America. It's kind of because some of the money's going to Comet Relief. Right. So the idea would be just like, you know, J.M. Barry, don't, don't, doesn't some of the money from Peter Pan always All go to the it. Great Ormond Street Hospital? Exactly. So I've got a little hope that if it works out well, if we get a sufficiently enthusiastic and merry audience, that it might be something that lasts. J.M. Barry... That was, he was a guy, wasn't he? His story's unbelievable, isn't it? He was a single parent, wasn't he? 
Um, and he carried on writing, was a great dad, wrote all these amazing stories, and posthumously every single penny of profit from his estate goes to Great Ormond Street. Do you think I should do that? I think it's, it's been done. You're not oh, a follower, yeah. you're a leader. <laughs> okay, I should give nothing to charity well, yeah, I after think, I die. Richard, I think you've done your bit, by the okay. way. Um, all right. With a lot of help from you. We've had some fun over the years. We sold the Queen's car last year we on Comic Relief. Car. We sold an E-Type just a couple of days ago for Children Need. Same thing. Congratulations. Same I think but that was so our mutual pal. Well, yeah. more than a mutual pal to you. That was Matthew's idea. Yeah, was it? So you got a car for him? I said, no, but I think, uh, I think we can get one. Anyway, um, now this is great, man. And you, how much do you love Christmas out of 10? You, you're still a full-on 10? Yeah, I'm still, I, I am still a full-on 10 because it is... You know, I've just made this genie movie and the genie movie is all about, you know, you get a genie, you can have anything in the world, but the thing that you most want really is just to have a lovely meal with your family. And Christmas forces my family, who many of whom have fled to America, to come home and it's the one time we see them and I like turkey. Right, before... <laughs> before so do, by the way, I love turkey. I, yeah. I, I want to have it more than, more often. Yeah. Don't you? Well, I want to have it more often and I want to have it both hot and cold. Yeah. Yes. I love it. With love, pickle. Just talking about it now. Paul Roth. Paul Roth's Cafe on Marylebone Lane. Does turkey sandwiches now. We should yeah. go there next. We should go after this. Yeah. Um, before we move on, just one more plug for this. Christmas Actually, South Bank Centre's Royal Festival Hall, 17th to 11th of December. Lots of the profits going to Comet Relief. It's a great show. This man in front of us curated it. He knows his Christmas. There are Christmas trees. There are lights. There's smoke. There's mystery. There's even a scary bit in it. Southbankcentre.co.uk. So what, what is the arc? Just give us the elevator pitch of the arc of the tale. Well, well, no, no, it's not a story, you see. Right, it's see. a miscellany. So you come on and you think, oh, what's going to happen? And then everything happens. Everything. You get literally all my favourite things. We, like, tell four Christmas stories. There's the Christmas in the trenches story. There's the Band-Aid story. There's the story about how Apollo 8 went round the moon on Christmas Day and took the first pictures of the, you know, that we've ever seen of the Earth from space. We went to the moon, but we discovered the Earth. Uh, and then Flo and Joan, who are those brilliant comedy, they're going to come on and play, and a guest star rocks up and gives presents to the audience. I mean, it's, I think anybody who comes and isn't entertained wasn't alive when they entered the building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beyond resuscitation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So those four stories are great. That's why it could roll out. I was wondering how you're going to roll it out if it doesn't have a story, but that's how come. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and the songs are written? It's all yeah, done? yeah, yeah. I mean, there is some fantastic... We've just been doing this thing with the... We're gonna At the end of it, we're going to sing All I Want for Christmas Is You. And I've got the members of the cast of the film filmed them holding up the lyrics in the same way as Andrew Lincoln held up the card so that you can sing along and there'll be Bill Nye and Andrew Lincoln Amazing. and Kira Knightley and stuff. So it's full of gimmicks. There's a little bit of Charlie Mackenzie in there. You know, it's going to be, I think it'll be gorgeous. Just briefly on Bill Nye's role yes. in Love Actually. Yes. Is it true that he was first engaged for the read-through as a reader and that is an accepted role in acting in the world of acting, and you are you 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 accept that role on the understanding that you're not you're not auditioning for the film, you're merely helping yes. the writers to to get the script Definitely. right. Definitely, I'd seen him on stage. I hadn't liked him. Um, he <laughs> rocked up there because we were thinking of casting two other people. Couldn't decide this is true. who. This is true. Bill turns up. 
does it so perfectly, gets a laugh for every line. We cast him five minutes later, and I, every film I've done since then, he's been in. Wow. And it was a really, really lucky day. Who were the other two? For people? me. Really? I've never revealed them, yeah. but they were. You say I can't remember them. You're 60. Actually, you're... I think one of them was Robbie Coltrane, for instance. Okay. Yeah. And he wouldn't mind you saying that. Well, he's not alive. No, I, no I am aware that he's deceased. Yeah. How did that go wrong? It was going so well to them, wasn't it, at that point? Uh, Jeannie. Well, no, but life is a rich mixture of sorrow and joy. No, of course it is. And we're just trying to pump up the joy. Pump up the joy, man. Pump up the joy. Pump up the jam. So, Jeannie, this film starring Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Now, the, the last time we exchanged emails in the middle of the night, I think you were off to direct her or something. No, well, I wasn't directing, but I was something bringing her there to, to eat the, the craft table. You were parachuted in, weren't yeah. you? Some, something happened. All right, so, so what is Jeannie? How did it come about? Um, how happy are you with it, etc.? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all the work here, aren't you? Is that how you ask your questions now? Well, just honest, tell me some stuff, It's the last half hour of the show. I've told them about this before. <laughs> okay. I think we should just play uh, Beatles Jeannie records between is, now and ten. <laughs> it's, I hope, a very funny and joyful film. Yes. Uh, it's based on a film I originally made with Alan Cumming, Lenny Henry and Rowan Atkinson. Right. Uh, Alan Cumming has aged... He was like 25 then, he's now 55, and he is playing the villain. I saw him he's in a He's playing film. Rowan's part I... uh, in it, but the genie is now played by Melissa McCarthy. She is fabulous. Right. I mean, she's such a sweet woman and a funny woman. Many comedians are cruel. You know that, you've come across them. But she's so gentle, and so all the emotion in this story she carries... Uh, but she's also uh, hilarious and very amusingly dressed. And Papa Essiedu, one of Britain's greatest actors, the greatest Hamlet of his generation, is playing Bernard. And his life is going very wrong. He rubs a box, out pops Melissa McCarthy with hilarious consequences <laughs> for about an hour. And then there's like a sad bit where it turns out they're best friends ever. And then there's a happy bit where everything turns out well. So this is all on Sky, uh, yep. Sky Cinema, from the 1st of December, called Genie. How, tell us about the world of proper movies, not straight-to-video movies as they were once, uh, straight-to-TV movies as they would be now, but proper movies now getting their first, um, their premiere on on domestic platforms. Tell us about that world, how that's changed filmmaking. Well, I, I mean, I don't. we tried as hard on this as I've tried on any other that's what of I the mean. ones that came that's what out. I mean. So I think the truth is that it's, it's just a kind of different kind of quality control. You know, they make a lot of movies for streamers. A lot of them people don't, not many people watch. We hope that millions of people will watch this one. You try as hard as you possibly can the budget was actually great i mean one of the reasons i did this movie is i wanted to make a christmas movie set in new york right. you know because all my movies are set in the street where i live yeah uh, basically <laughs> out of sheer laziness um but i wanted to make a movie that had a wide shot of the empire state building in it that's literally By the way, that's true it's actually they're not in the street where you live they're the street down from where you live so you can still get to sleep at night yeah and when i wrote notting hill i sent out the um location finder to come up with the house that uh, Hugh Grant's character could live in. And he came back with one Polaroid photograph and it was of my front door. <laughs> and I thought, that's a joke, but it turned out to be right. But unfortunately, they then built Hugh's flat at... Pinewood, I think, or Shepherd's, yeah, yeah. I can't remember which, so I still had to travel into work. That but... house came up for sale a couple of years ago again. <sighs> Did it? Your house, yeah. Yeah, I should never have sold it. It was beautiful. Yeah. What a beautiful house. 
no. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so we flew to New York. Um, we filmed in the snow. We filmed Real snow? In... Or, uh, what's your snow like? Uh, I'm not going to reveal that in case it breaks the magic for the viewer. But, the, um, but quite a lot of it's been added. True Lies, I think True Lies snow is salt. Salt is the best, isn't it? I don't know. I noticed that some of the snow was just um, sort of fabric. Right. Yeah, in the distance, yeah, it's yeah, fabric, and then some of it's some of it's digital. Oh my goodness me! So even Richard, even at the age you are, you still have a bucket list of movies to be made and where to make them and why. Yeah, I think I should make the thing I'm thinking about is I think I should make an, uh, a slightly funnier version of the life of Napoleon. I feel that Ridley. I haven't seen. Have you seen it? No. But I feel he probably are uh, probably not as many gags, <laughs> not not as many not not as many height gags as I think I would well, you didn't even as I think I would you? go for. Yeah, I exactly. mean you have previous as far as yeah. that's concerned. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I was talking to Noah last night about you coming on today because we were playing the Beatles. So last night we had because um, Noah and I. It's just Noah and I at tea time on a Monday. Till How about, old is he? Till about, he's fourteen. Right. Till about half six, and. Um, he was playing some Beastie Boys yesterday, and he said, "Dad, how good are the Beastie Boys?" I said, "Yeah, I know, but can you imagine them rocking out to these songs in period, having just written them? I mean, they're great now, but yeah, they were yeah, kings yeah. of the world then." And then we uh, there was a quantum leap. I think we went somewhere else. We went to there's this particular Beastie Boys song, which is the most downloaded. I can't remember the name of it. It's not fight for you, right? But um, and it sounds for all the world like well, I thought it sounded like Joy Division and Love Will Tear Us Apart at the beginning. So I said, stick on Joy Division. One of those great conversations, you know, where yeah, you, yeah, you st- yeah. aren't they the best, right? Oh, I know. And he'd never heard of Joy Division, and then and then we put on Love Will Tear Us Apart. And then he said, it doesn't, I said, well, in a minute. He said, oh, yeah, I get what you mean. And then he said, but this sounds like Pinball Wizard. So on goes Pinball Wizard. And then um, he starts, he, then he asked me about the Beatles and about guitars. And I said, well, no, lots of the Beatles songs, um, if you listen to the um, the demos on, uh, for example, the anthology, yeah. which is amazing. And so, yeah, we st- yeah, we st- yeah. so Richard, we stuck those on and I was literally weeping. I was sobbing because of the beauty of, if you listen, if you hear, the demo of um, George Harrison's While My Guitar Gently Weeps, you know, and he wasn't, he, he was nowhere near the best songwriter in the Beatles. You listen to that song and that vocal and his original acoustic guitar, it will break your heart into a million pieces and you don't know why. And I still don't know why. But I had to be reassembled to go and pick Eli up at half past six. Anyway, we get onto that and we're talking about you because you love the Beatles. Yeah. And we always have our Beatles conversations. And then I said, you know, Notting Hill. He went, excuse me? And I realised he's not seen Notting Hill. Four weddings and a funeral. He's not seen four weddings and a funeral. He's got this all wow. to come. Well done, you. <laughs> these what? Fil- Making these- films that young people don't watch? No, these films are great. <laughs> oh, okay. They're- and well, they're seminal and they're ageless. Well, that's and they're very, evergreen. you know, it's, I've, I've, I feel just very lucky. You write what you write. You hope that people like it. And then, you know, if they turn out to be repeatable, that is fabulous. And I did do that film yesterday, you know, which was sort of yeah, yeah. about the Beatles. And I've I've had some fun with my son recently, who used to be so against the Beatles, you know, absolutely rap generation. He said, Dad, they write nursery rhymes. Yeah. He said, everything rhymes. They're silly little tunes. And now he's completely spun over. And I got a text from him saying, have you ever heard Till There Was You? <laughs> which is like the sweetest 
cover version yeah. by the Beatles yeah. and everything. So, you know, eventually they're going to creep into your soul. Well, he wasn't he wasn't anti-Beatles, he was anti-dad. Yeah. Oh, wasn't he? Yeah. That's maybe. that's what that was. Maybe I that's suppose. it. And by the time you realized uh, your mum and dad were right about the Beatles, you've got a kid who thinks you're wrong about the Beatles. Um, do you know when I was um little, the Beatles came to Sweden where I was living. And it was so I mean, my parents were in a way so naive, it didn't occur to them. We were utterly obsessed by the Beatles that if the Beatles come to Sweden you could buy a ticket to see them play their music. Yeah. It just didn't occur to them. So for four days in a row, me and my sisters were driven by my dad to stand outside the Foresta Hotel and wait for the Beatles to come out on the balcony. And we were there in the snow and finally the four of them came out and waved at us and that was the best moment of my life until now. <laughs> Until you saw the poo in the playground. Is that don't, true or not? Don't, don't, don't. I'm not. I'm not. That, that's the best. No, I'm not going to talk about it. But that's your like comedy that. philosophy, isn't it? Is that true <laughs> or not? My comedy philosophy is 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 re repetition is a good repetition is a good thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like every joke that we have with our friends is a joke that we had with our friends the day before and the yeah, day yeah, before yeah, and yeah. the day before. That's kind of so um, you've written this, you, you've made this film, this this Christmas film based in New York, something you hadn't done before. Yeah. The, the Napoleon film with gags could happen. It may well no, happen now you've no. said it out loud. Yeah. What are the ticks, what are the boxes might you want to tick making? Because you said you were going to stop doing all this. You've said yeah. that a few times, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I don't know, actually. It's quite interesting. I'm, I'm, I've got a, someone was talking to me about this metaphor the other day that you can't, you can't leap onto a new trapeze until you let go of the one you've been holding. So I'm actually aiming for one of those moments where I'm going to sort of stop, not have any new commitments, and then find out what, as a human being, I would like to do, the new thing I'm going to grasp. What's going to come to you? Well, I'm thinking of poetry, Chris. No, you're not. <laughs> um, of course, the trapeze thing doesn't... I might write a play... The tr the tr I quite like to be a DJ. I think that's well, really we easy. By the way, I know um, that. You, you know, because I've heard that. I've got friends who are DJs. <laughs> they never do any homework. They just ask you any old random questions. They say, what's happening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think I could do that. Well, if you could do that, <laughs> then why did you employ a load of us as consultants on your film, The Boat That Rocks? Oh, OK. To, to, yeah, fair I, enough. He's paid me once. He paid yeah. once to be a consultant, a, a movie consultant. I know, you and have we paid. Got, and we got a credit at the yeah. end of the film. You <laughs> have paid the film. so mightily for that with, you know, 30 years of service to Comet Relief. Yeah. So I think I've got my own back. Um, good. So what's the, what's the real answer to the question? Uh, seriously, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think but I'm going to find out. Still films, though. Well, I don't know. As I say, I think I might write a play. Um, I might... I'm, might be getting involved in a musical. Uh, oh, that sounds uh, like it's happening because you just your whole body language has just changed. <laughs> I know we'll have to keep some secrets. Who's that with? Who's writing the music? Emma's trying to encourage me. Um, yeah. My now wife um, is trying to encourage me to write for funerals and a wedding. It's got to happen, hasn't it? Because we do go oh to quite gosh. a lot of funerals. And we're just arguing <laughs> well, about... Well, you just answered your own question. No, we're arguing about the wedding because I think the wedding should be a lovely wedding with young people. She thinks the wedding should be a deathbed wedding. <laughs> Don't you? But I said, you know, one of those ones where just as the guy's about to conk out, he says, marry me, and then, the you know, 
then he dies as he's shoving the the ring on the finger. So that wouldn't be four funerals in a wedding. That'd be four funerals in a funeral wedding. Well, exactly. That's where I think the weakness in no, her well, no, it's not. Idea Hang on. Is. It's like being in the writer's room. Four funerals in a wedding. That's one of the funerals, but people think it's the wedding, but no, the wedding's still to come because that's also the funeral. Well, no, no. You have three funerals, then the wedding, then and the other funeral straight away. Yeah, I disagree with you, Richard. Okay. She wrote for wedding the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, look, it's it's uh, it's. Do you still have to pitch to, to to people, or do people say, "Please come in. Here's the door. What would you like? Tea or coffee?" Well, I think if I pitch the, the Napoleon um, uh, let's, humor let's movie, forget, I might just, have to pitch. Let's just put the Napoleon thing on the back burner for um, now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've tended to have quite mainstream ideas, so it's it's often you know easier. But yeah, no, I don't get anything for free. And there's a brilliant young generation of filmmakers who are much much better than me. Have you yeah. seen Rye Lane? No. Oh, that's. A I don't watch as many movies as I used to. Yeah, no, that's. A I find them a movie. bit sillier now. Movies. Just as you get older, yeah. So, like, when I see the billboard of someone dressed up as someone... Right. You go, it just looks like a dressing-up party no, now. No, unless they're a genie. Yeah, unless, In which case unless they one of your to, films, obviously. Yeah, they have to be dressed like a but Christmas tree. you know what I mean? Because I used to love to suspend disbelief and, yeah. and dive straight in. But yeah. now, I mean, you know, movies like All Quiet on the Western Front, of course, of course, of yeah. course. And uh, Nyad, which we watched at the weekend. Have you seen Nyad? No. Jodie Foster. Good? And oh, it's uh, off the chain. Good. Is it? Oh, yeah. that's really exciting. Do you know, I feel what you feel when I'm watching superhero movies now. I think, oh, that, this poor actor. You know, they've had to muscle up so much and they're dressed like, you know, a, a child at a fancy dress party. Yeah. And they're having to have really slow, serious conversations mm. about the end of the world. Uh, and I do, I do worry about them. But I saw this movie, Past Lives, Recently, that's a beautiful starring. Movie. Can't remember either of the names of the actors. Big, big. No, it's a it's a tiny little oh, sort of it? Korean American movie. Yeah, do you know, do you know. And the new Nicholas Cage movie is supposed to be amazing as well. Yeah, my kids saw it. I, seen I was that. once at a table so with Nicholas Cage. Honestly, it was so uh, exciting. <laughs> that's actually his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what his face the looks Nicholas like. Cage stage. Uh, we're going to finish with the Beatles now and then. Um, thank you for coming in. You're amazing. Oh, You're well, great. look, if anybody wants to see that show, see the show. If anybody wants to have a life of laughter, watch The Genie. And if anyone wants to be happy for the rest of their lives, listen to Chris Evans oh, in the morning come on. on Virgin Radio. And, oh. and if anybody wants to fund, should we make... Look, let's go all oh, six... Six funerals and four weddings. <laughs> How about that? Let's let's make that. Sounds film. like the new football format when everybody scores yeah. loads of goals. Yeah, VAR exactly. VAR should appear, yeah. not appear. Um, right, let me do this properly. So. Christmas, actually, the South Bank Centre's Royal Festival in London, seventh uh, till uh, the eleventh of December. Royal Festival Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Southbankcentre.co.uk. Uh, book for that now. And Genie is on Sky Cinema from the 1st of December and four funerals and a wedding is going to happen. <laughs> we were in on the conversation, so technically we are contributors. So change a word, take a third, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you'll be hearing from our people. And I could see you playing a priest. Playing what? A priest. <laughs> is that a prince? No, a priest. <laughs> I can see you. I, I can see you in, a, in the cameo we've always planned. Cameo? Yeah. Cameo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right then. <laughs> 
Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradio UK. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 